and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast. My name is Robin Birkin and I am your host. You can also find me at moderndaymisses.com where I have my blog, I have heaps of freebies uh, and things like that for you. But also make sure that you are following me on Instagram and Pinterest. I have been working really hard on my Pinterest profile lately. You are going to find a whole bunch of great boards there for almost anything that you need, a whole bunch of easy to reference stuff there. Um, and make sure you check me out on Instagram as well, where I share heaps of great tips. Of course, we also have our Facebook group, the Fertility Warriors Support and Chat Group. Now, I just need to let you know that we ask questions when you sign up to join this group. And it's just because we're actually, or well, we have been kind of getting slammed with lots of requests from uh, places all around the world uh, and sometimes guys and we're like are these people you know like legit people genuine people that we can't actually tell and sometimes you know we get the odd crackpot um, you know like salesperson coming into the group to try and spam and dm and you know like charge people money so we really need to be careful that we're screening everyone who's joining the group so we ask you know some pretty like two easy questions easy questions when people join the group uh, and that's the reason why we are getting more than 50% of people not answering the question uh, so therefore we are not accepting people who do not answer the question into the group people who are joining the group would probably be like great that's awesome however I would hate to think that there are fertility warriors out there struggling uh, in their journey but didn't want to answer the question because they were scared that their response might become public or something like that. Rest assured, the only people who see those responses are the admins and it's just so that we can check that the right people are joining our group. So if you are on your fertility struggle and you need a little bit more support, I drop in there with videos quite regularly, uh, at Q&A times, we get some experts in there as well. Uh, then definitely go to the Fertility Warriors support and chat group on Facebook. So today I wanted to talk about what to do when it just all becomes too much, when it's overwhelming, when, when you've started to learn all of the things you know that you can do to optimize your fertility and it's just too much. Um, I don't know about you, but I took this 16personalities.com test it's so interesting you should definitely do it 16personalities.com and it came up with that I was called uh, I think the protagonist and one of the things though that it said was sometimes when you're faced with lots of decisions to make you just sort of panic drop the ball and do nothing and to me this seemed like the perfect kind of analogy for all of the things that we need to do you know to enhance our fertility that sometimes it's like oh it's all too much you know diet you've got to have no gluten no dairy cut out the alcohol cut out the coffee you know it should you eat soy or not well you know do this do that go low tox exercise you know you should do weight-bearing exercises or you should do just gentle walking and then you should go low tox with all your cookware and cleaning and makeup and supplements and mindset and everything and it's like oh my god I give up it's too much I can't do it anymore um, 
and you know they when it turned talked about the protagonist it was like sometimes you know like when there's too much too many choices or too much to do you just go well oh, put your hands up in the air and you go bullies um or maybe you are the type of person that you're like yes i'm into this i'm gonna do it but then you just like fail and it gets you really down and you're like well why bother trying because uh like i don't know what to do or maybe there's just too many options out there and you're like i don't know where to start like do i start with my diet do i start with exercise do i start with you know like low tox what do i do or i don't understand at all and you need someone to tell you you're just not quite sure what to do so in this podcast it's going to it comes down to kind of two things and i guess it's about self awareness and also about balance here's the thing change is really uncomfortable you are never ever going to just be motivated to make change there's this thing called activation energy it's like the same energy as if you know like if you had to wake up at 4 a.m in the morning without having a plane to catch or something like that you're sat there in bed and your bed feels really comfy and it's nice and warm and you don't really have to get up for a little bit longer it's like your body is melted in and then the alarm goes off and you're like, no, because but it feels good where I am, you know, like I'm just not motivated to get up and, you know, go to the gym right now. And it's this thing called activation energy. The thing is, you will never just be like, woohoo, 4.30, um, it's awesome, I'm going to get out of bed. You need to push, have a little bit of push past that discomfort a little bit only like five seconds or so to be able to push through that and then start powering on with your journey um, and a long time ago I used to do marketing in the car industry and they all like you know their language was less desirable than most which is where I get my um, potty mouth from but somebody there, and I actually hate this saying, but I always say it because it's like, it's just so true. He used to sit and he used to say, excuses are like assholes, they stink. And it's kind of true. You can be full of excuses. We always have excuses and we are never going to just think, yeah, awesome, great. I'm going to cut out gluten and dairy and I'm going to stop drinking coffee every day. You know, I'm not. So... You need to be really, really clear with yourself about what it is that you are in it for. Let's be clear. What is it that you want to achieve? And, you know, are you prepared to do what is needed to be done to get that? Because then if you are, there is nothing for it than to start doing it. You don't have to be perfect. If you fail, you just have to get back on the wagon. But so you need to be really clear with yourself on what your goals are. What is it that you're hoping to achieve? And, you know, how serious is it? How much do you want it? And if you really, really want it, then you need to be conscious of pushing past the discomfort and making things a habit it takes 21 days 
to build a habit. So are you all in for this? How much do you want this? And then if you want it, you need to take action to make it happen. I remember when I was on my fertility journey and the my naturopath told me, you know, give up gluten, like go on an elimination diet, give up gluten, give up dairy, soy, alcohol, processed food, um, you know, wheat, a few other things. And I was like, that's fine, but I'm not giving up dairy because I love cheese. So sorry. And I kept eating cheese, like a lot of cheese. I used to eat a lot of cheese. I was one of those people that ate all the cheese. And then fast forward like six months later and I still wasn't pregnant. And I was like, yeah, okay, okay. I need to give up the cheese now. It took me six months to get there. And that's fine. I'm not going to have a guilt trip over it. But really, I should have just given up the cheese, shouldn't I, to start with. So step one I think is to have just a little bit of a think about whether or not what you are feeling is overwhelm or whether what you are feeling is something else like uh, guilt because you are not actually really making any changes toward what you want and you know that you're self-sabotaging yourself or for example fear and what you might be doing is self-sabotaging yourself because you are just paralyzed with fear uh, and sometimes fear is caused by other things in our lives. Uh, so something is just to have a little bit of a uh, awareness of what it is that you are actually feeling. Just sit down for a moment and have a think about how you are actually feeling. Step two is just to take a little bit of a step back and have some gratitude for your current uh, situation. And you're probably thinking, Robin, what the heck? I'm not grateful. I don't want to be in this situation. But I'll come back to you with this saying. If you have nothing to be grateful for, check your pulse. You are most likely in a first world country uh, where, you know, although it may be expensive, the medical care is probably so high in comparison to many other places in the world. You, many of you will have a partner or supportive family around you. You know, a lot of and although you may not be able to afford uh, the top-notch IVF, many of you have access to at least some or a little bit of disposable cash to at least afford some of the things that might be able to help you on your journey. So I encourage you to just sit back and have a think about what it is that you might be grateful for in terms of your current situation. And step three is when you are just trying to do all the things or you are just overwhelmed by all of the different things out there that you should be doing and I just want to come back to this common saying and it is how do you eat the whale one bite at a time so just sit with that for a moment there are if you asked anyone in the world at any given time what is on your to-do list or if you asked yourself what's on your to-do list there is never nothing on your to-do list. There's always something more that we could be doing or something that we might like to be doing. So I encourage you to think about this in terms of your fertility journey as well. Uh, and sometimes, you know, we can be so paralyzed when it comes to all the choices that we make that sometimes we take no choices. And I think that, you know, you have to live the honest life and think that sometimes making a choice uh, and slowly walking towards the choices that you wish to make and the outcome that you would like is better than not doing anything at all. 
you know, you could go on forever. I saw somebody once, um, another fertility blogger, has a, like a checklist of things that you need to do. And the freaking thing goes on for like six pages. And I, the, my first thought when I read that was that's overwhelming. That is so much stuff to do and it seems near impossible. Um, and that's because it all seems like too many things. So I think that there are definitely some essentials that you need to do on your fertility journey. And if you know, if you follow me for a while, then you'll certainly learn what those are. But uh, how many, let's be clear here. Let's see what the state of play is with what you are doing versus what you are not doing. And only you can decide whether you are doing enough. Um, but let's be clear that the overwhelm is in your mind. If it feels overwhelming, then take steps to make it not overwhelming. Progress is progress. You don't have to be perfect straight off the bat. You can do things in small steps. So you can do, like if you're looking at your diet, you can do one, start off with one meal a day. So you can start off with breakfast. And then once you nail breakfast, then you start with lunch. And then when you nail lunch, then you start with dinner. So you can stay, take small steps. And things. Um, research has shown that taking small steps is actually more sustainable and easier to action than going the whole hog all at once and changing everything. If you don't know where to start, start by reading a book. I've got my book, Fertility Warrior in the Kitchen, where I talk about um, what kind of foods to eat, what kind of foods to avoid, what nutrients there are for fertility and I give recipes as well. If you want to make changes to your diet then maybe uh, take a look at that book. There are plenty of other books out there. There's there's a book uh, on Amazon and I always get the name wrong but I think it's called It Starts With The Egg. Uh, there's another book for PCOS that's called Eight Steps to Reverse Your PCOS and I'll link to these in the show notes so you can just go to moderndaymrs.com to find them. But they might be something to consider. Just start by reading one book and learning more. Um, and you know, you do the best that you can with what you know. And when you know better, do better. So you just take it one step at a time, small steps, and also give yourself small wins. I am terrible at, there's always something to do. I've always got something to do. And that you know mindfulness is all about just taking a moment to just acknowledge where we are right now and it's as simple as you know just like going outside and just taking a minute to look at our surroundings and listen to the birds in the sky and things like that um, but I am really terrible at having moments when I think to myself there's too much to do I'm not doing enough I haven't achieved anything uh, and that's because you know we often set you know the human nature is that we always want more and we always want to do more and there is always more to be done. But have you ever written things down and then gone back to a list? I had it, you know, that was how I sort of felt at one point. And then one day I actually went and found my to-do list from like two months ago and noticed that I had crossed everything off that list. I had just, I had done it because subconsciously in my mind uh, I knew what needed to be done. And so I crossed everything off on that list. So I think, you know, give yourself some small wins as well. So you might sit there and let's say you're talking about 
your makeup choices uh, or your like personal care products and you change your shampoo to something better or you stop wearing nail polish i mean is it the be all and the end all to wear nail polish i don't think so i haven't worn nail polish in years now and if worst case you just change to um, like five free or something uh, and you can have a look on the blog i've I better link to an article that talks about uh things like nail polish but if your goal is to you know like overhaul your your beauty cabinet then start with just one simple thing. Give yourself some small wins and then be like, heck yeah, I've stopped using nail polish or I've stopped getting acrylic or shellac nails. Uh, and just take it one step at a time. And you know, over time, you'll notice how well you're doing at things. Um, so give yourself, take it in small steps and give yourself small wins. Do the best that you can with what you know and when you know better, do better. So let's say that that's, you know, what you've wanted to, that's what you want to do. And it doesn't have to be perfect, as I say. There's a book by Jessica Alba and that I recommend and that I've got at home called The Honest Life. And it's a book that really resonated with me. And I know that it can be really overwhelming with all of the information out there. And even, you know, sometimes the information out there contradicts itself. Uh, so Jessica Alba talks about the honest life and one of the stories that she talks about is deodorant and she says look on most days I just don't wear deodorant and this is I do the exact same thing as what she does on most days I don't wear deodorant but if I'm about to go somewhere really really fancy pants and I cannot afford to be really really sweaty do you know what I use the hardcore shit and you know, that's sort of what I do. I like have a scale of deodorant. So I have like, I usually go with nothing at all. I don't even think about it. And I swear sometimes your armpits start off and they're like a bit sweaty, but then after a couple of weeks, it just kind of stops. Um, but then if I'm somewhere that, you know, I need to be okay, I just have this spray of a natural deodorant that I use. Um, or my I have a crystal rock that I'll sometimes use. But if I am going somewhere like, like Jessica Alba said, I'm not quite, well, I'm not going to the Golden Globes or Academy Awards or anything like that. But, you know, if I'm going somewhere fancy pants and I can't afford to be sweaty, Betty, then I'll just wear some uh, hardcore, like normal run-of-the-mill deodorant. And wearing deodorant five times a year is 10, 11, 12 billion times better, I obviously can't do maths, than wearing the hardcore deodorant, 365 days a year. So she calls it the honest life where, you know, let's be real. And, you know, it's like the 80-20 rule. You don't have to be 100% perfect 100% of the time. So let's say, though, and there are people in our fertility group who are totally go for it. They're doing so many things and they're doing so well at them and good on them. Uh, for it as well but sometimes there are some of us out there who are really good at pushing past that dis um, that discomfort and doing all of these things but then it starts to get us really really stressed out um, and for me I you know I really remember that I was seeing my naturopath and I used to see her like every fortnight and then I used to go to the acupuncturist and 
the acupuncturist wanted to see me like two or three times a week. Plus I was working really long hours and part of my work involved having functions at night as well. And I just got to a point where I thought, all I'm doing is running from appointment to appointment and now I've got night function and this and that. And there's lots of things that are essential for fertility, such as keeping your stress levels as low as you can or managing your stress as best as you can. Um, and I've got lots and lots of articles and things like that that talk about stress. And I don't think that stress causes infertility. I think that infertility causes stress, but I think that stress can also affect our hormones. Um, it can also cause inflammation in our bodies, and that's something we don't want. Me running around from appointment to appointment and being absolutely run ragged was affecting my sleep as well, and sleep is one of the most important things for our body as well. Uh, and so I did four months of acupuncture, and I still wasn't pregnant, and I thought, you know what? I've given this a good crack. I've done it. Um, I have tried it. I've, you know, I haven't not done it, but I've given it four months. It's now at the point where it's causing an imbalance in my life, and the negatives are outweighing the positives. So I stopped. There was also, you know, I was um, gluten and dairy free for about six months. And I actually became vegan on my fertility journey, which I stuck with uh, for quite some time. I've gone back to being a bit vegetarian now. But I went vegan and I just found that both vegan and gluten-free was too hard for me. And so I gave up gluten for about six months. And then I actually introduced a little bit of gluten. And I thought, you know what? I've given this a good crack. And so I reintroduced that because... To me, at the time, being vegan was more important than being gluten-free. It's not that I wasn't, I wasn't putting in the energy, but that there was a certain tipping point where it all became too much. So it's like what we talk about, what I've been talking about in this episode. If you need to make change, then make change. If you are feeling overwhelmed, it is a sign that change is required. So take action to reduce your overwhelm. For me, that meant... Uh, reintroducing some gluten uh, and it also um, meant stopping with the acupuncture um, and you know to be quite truthful we our babies are ICSI babies so it's not like we conceive naturally and I you know I could be one of these people there are other bloggers out there who are incredible and their diets are so detailed and everything in their world um, is you know, like X, Y, Z, you know, this, but, you know, I completely revolutionized and I, what, you know, our diet, everything is probably 20 times better than the average person, but I couldn't be a hundred percent perfect with it. Um, and for me to have been at a hundred percent perfect with it would have caused me incredible stress in my life um, so that was what I did and that was the steps that I took to reduce my overwhelm so let's recap on when everything becomes overwhelming 
the key in this podcast is balance. So it's about not making excuses and pushing past the discomfort because change is never going to be easy. So you cannot just make excuses that you are, you know, you can't make changes in your life because of X, Y, Z. You're always going to have excuses. But on the same token, there is a tipping point where there can be too much that you need to take steps to balance. And coming back to that honest life philosophy uh, of what you should be doing. Hopefully that helps with uh, how to, to manage when things become overwhelming. I'd love to hear your feedback on moderndaymisses.com or in our Fertility Warriors support and chat group. Thank you everyone for listening and don't forget to check out the Pinterest and Instagram board too. Bye!